This is Anna from the Pop Prison Power Podcast, and this is the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 355 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) You are back. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Mark Ellis Reagans. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You. Are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got some news to discuss, including our first looks at Snake Eyes and Eternals. And then we're going to review the newest movie from Zack Snyder. Right off of Netflix, it's Army of the Dead. But before we get into all that, how the hell is everyone doing? Aubrey. We missed you last week. I'm sure you didn't miss watching a horror movie, so you were fine with it. But how the hell have you been? Um, I'm living. <laughs> Classes started last week, so it, it's just been uh, hitting the ground running with that. Are you excited to be back in school? Um, Yes and no. It gives me something to do. And I feel like if I took a break off, then I would. Uh, I wouldn't really want to go back yeah um so ever since i started uh, i finished my two associates and when i did those i even did summer classes so when i started on my bachelor's i decided i was going to continue the trend of doing summer classes because it gets me done sooner and it keeps me going our girl is wicked smart Well, that's good to hear. It's good to hear that you're alive and you're pursuing your future, which hopefully won't be hanging out with us all the time <laughs> watching movies. But Mark Ellis, how are you doing, though? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's your hobby. So yeah. <laughs> keeps you out of trouble. But yeah. Mark Ellis, how the hell are you this week? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I, you know, I've been working on a project and I was hoping I set myself, I figure if I set a deadline for myself, it would be a lot easier for me to complete. My projects because I'm kind of a procrastinator. Uh, so I uh, missed the first deadline. So I gave myself a second deadline. And uh, as of tomorrow, I'm going to miss that one too. So uh, at some point, I will finish this damn project. Just not as soon as I thought it, as I thought I would. But the good news is I spent, uh, instead of working on my project, I spent a lot of my time watching the live stream for The Cure this weekend, uh, which was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, if you've been listening to the commercials that we've been playing, uh, every episode, they had a goal of $15,000, and uh, I just want to say that congratulations to Nick and all of the podcasters. They did it. They pulled it off. They met their goal. So, uh, yeah, that's what I pretty much did this uh, this entire past weekend. Awesome. Well, yeah, um, you know, I've been doing great, but just to you know, follow up on what you were saying, Mark Ellis, uh, yeah, live stream for The Cure was this past weekend as we record this, and 
Hell yeah, man. The goal was 15 grand to go to fight cancer and they hit that. And then they put a push goal up of 17.5 and they hit that. The grand total at the end of the four days was $18,054.20. So fuck yeah, that was awesome. And uh, we were on there. Um, That was great. We had Nick from Nikolai's Kitchen, uh, formerly of Epic Film Guys, who runs the live stream for The Cure. With uh, Gerald from Two Peas on a Pod and Dan from Netflix and Swell. And uh, the three of them put that thing on every year. We had Nick on and we talked about our favorite songs from a movie. Uh, If you didn't get to see that on the live stream, it's going to be exclusive to Patreon next month. And then in July, I will put it out as a bonus episode for the rest of you guys. So if you missed out, it's okay. You can still hear it coming soon. But other than that, uh, I've been pretty awesome, man. I've uh, you know started my new job, so I have tons of free time. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to do with myself half the time. Um, yeah, you know, I've been getting home at five o'clock in the in the night, and you know, I get to do stuff. I've been playing a lot of video games. I've never played this many video games in the last like five years. Um, watching movies, watching TV recording guest appearances on other podcasts, uh, you know, just doing all sorts of crazy stuff that I couldn't do before because my existence was sleeping and working. So, yeah, it's been good times, man. Just hitting the gym, just clanging and banging, you know, things are going good. Things are going good. So, so but, let, yeah. let me ask real quick, how's the, uh, how's the sleep schedule going now? Uh, it's fine. It's fine. I just wake up every now and then at 4.30 in the morning <laughs> and my body is still like, hey, it's lunchtime. Um, <laughs> But that's starting to go away, and it's fine, you know. Really, the the biggest concern for me right now is my gym schedule. Yeah. So this past – what I was doing when I worked third shift was um, the three days I didn't work at my second job, which were Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday, when I would leave work in the morning. So it was 6.30 in the morning. I would leave work. Um, I would go to the gym, and then I would come home. But – Cause then I could sleep and whatever. Um, I didn't need to immediately run home and go to bed. So I'm still trying to stick to that schedule for right now, but it's harder because this past weekend showed me, uh, I'm not around during the week, during the day. So there's not that free extra time that I would usually have. Mm-hmm. So I don't have like a random Tuesday where I come home at seven in the morning and then I can go do a couple errands, then come home and go to bed. Like right. I don't have that. I'm working nine to five Monday through Friday. So um, I had to cram like all of my errands for the whole week into two days, including a trip to the gym and back, which is about two hours uh, plus because it's a ride there plus an hour on the treadmill plus lifting. So it's like, you know, that's that's cutting four hours out of my day. It's it's a lot. So I'm I'm contemplating getting up early and going before work five days a week, but we'll see. I just, I got to figure out what I'm doing. Yeah, I was going to say, dude, that, that might be the plan to get you on that, that same schedule, just going early, going early in the morning. Yeah, it, it, I, I don't have a problem going and doing it. It's just, you know, days like this past weekend where I just had so much crap to do and everything. I didn't get a chance to sit down and, like, enjoy having two days off in a row until, like, Sunday around 4 o'clock p.m. So <laughs> that's when I was done, like, everything I had to do. And what I had to do on Sunday at 4 o'clock p.m. was sit down and watch two movies for the podcast. <laughs> But that's okay. That's okay. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Everything's good. Everything's awesome. And uh, yeah. So uh, as we record this again, going back to the live stream for the cure, as well as uh, our social media, because we're gonna be talking about that in a second. 
I owe you guys two E-Thought TikTok dances. <laughs> Yay! One of them is for us hitting uh, 100 followers. So we did hit our 100 follower goal. That was my goal for the entire year of 2021. We already hit it. So that was good. And we're at 117 as I record this. So. Nice. Which is great. So I owe you guys a, a knee thought dance for that. And then uh, during live stream for the cure, I, I pledged if they hit their goal, I would do a second one. So now I owe a second one as well. So those are the two dances. I'm half, I would say probably three fourths of the way learning the first dance. So th- those videos are coming. I wasn't lying. Uh, it's just, you know, I'm not exactly coordinated. <laughs> I'm not exactly, uh, you know, Barishnikov here for a you know, older reference for you guys. So uh, give me some time to learn the freaking dance and have a good day where I don't feel like super fat. And <laughs> I'll get in front of the camera and, and take care of it. So. You know, but, I have sworn up and down that I'm never going to download TikTok because I'm old and I don't need it. But for this, I will fucking download it just for this. You watch all the, the K-pop videos. Wait, yeah, there, there's K-pop on TikTok? All right, hold on. <laughs> We're going to end this show right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a fun it's been a fun 355 <laughs> weeks, but Mark's busy now watching K-pop TikTok videos. <laughs> All right, enough about us. Let's talk some more about us. Marcellus, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? All right, so everybody can go over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. Uh, You'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, You'll find some recommendations on new movies, books, and TV shows from the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there. We have a tea public store where you can shop to get some t-shirts, sweatshirts, journals, coffee mugs, baby onesies, all types of things with the SoWizard Podcast logo and designs all over it. Uh, You can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, You can subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, You can also find our show wherever podcasts are found, including Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, my personal favorite, Spotify. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Mollyhawk, including movie reviews, trailers, uh, trailer reactions, and interviews. Uh, We have a Patreon page where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month, and you will be receiving bonus content and exclusive content from everyone here at the show. Shout out to all of our podcasting family in the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. There sure is, Mark Ellis, and the drama this week is how much news we have to talk about. So let's drop that drop and let's talk this news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. So this week in nerdy news, uh, there was a couple of teasers that I wanted to get you guys' opinions on. Uh, the first one was for... The I want to say long awaited, but the new reboot of G.I. Joe, starting with Snake Eyes. Uh, G.I. Joe Origin Snake Eyes is a uh, was a teaser that they dropped this week. 
giving us a, a sneak look at what's going to be happening with the character, one of the most popular G.I. Joe characters around. You know, this is going to be kicking off a whole new Hasbro universe. And uh, yeah, they, they released some of the first footage. So uh, what did you guys think of the Snake Eyes teaser? Let's start with Aubrey. Um, It was okay. But I mean, like, G.I. Joe isn't my huge big thing. So it's not, it's not like something I'm chomping at the bit to watch. Yeah, and I, I figured that as I was watching it. So, as a person who's not into GI Joe at all, what did you think of just as a just as a, a, a interesting movie itself? Did it look any kind of way interesting to you at all? It looks okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, so Joey, as the leading GI Joe expert of the show, uh, what did you think of this teaser? Well. Um, I have conflicting feelings about this teaser because I think just as an action movie, it looks really cool. Um, uh, there's looks like there's some cool action set pieces, kind of like a uh, John Wickey type feeling to it. It it, it looks decent, it looks fun. Um, it looks like something whether it was GI Joe related or not. If I saw this teaser, I would say, okay, I want to check that out. Um, GI Joe wise, there's just nothing here. There's no hook at all for me. I, I don't see what the hook of this is that it has to even, it could, it could be about anybody. It doesn't have to be about snake eyes. It, it's mm-hmm. just, a, it's just an action movie trailer. Does it look cool? Yes. Yes, it does. Does it look cool enough to make me be like, God, I love GI Joe and I need GI Joe all over my face. Like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't understand why it's, it, it reminds me of like, um, you know, like a lot of early 2000s or even earlier, like superhero or comic book focused uh, movies or TV shows where they were almost embarrassed of what they were based on. Yeah, that's the kind of vibe I get from at least this beginning, like first marketing salvo for this movie is because there, there's really not much here that says G.I. Joe other than a tiny, tiny line under the title and, you know, some imagery like your average Joe on the street doesn't know about like the ninja clan like symbol or what that is. So really other than snake eyes helmet, you don't see anything that says GI Joe to you. Mm-hmm. So that that's just, it's just weird to me that, that, that they're choosing to hold that back or to not really show that up front. And as a huge Joe fan, it's just like, I love GI Joe. So why wouldn't you be excited as GI Joe and like push that out there? Um, I have a feeling of a feeling that he's probably not going to wear that costume until like the last part of the movie. Like he'll put that on and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> of course, man. You don't hire that good looking dude and put him in a mask for the whole movie. That guy's a star. Yeah, that, that's fine. But, uh, you know, you, you also have an iconic character that wears a mask. So <laughs> you're not going to be like, well, we hired uh, Tom Holland as Spider-Man. So he's never going to wear a mask or a Spider-Man costume ever again. It's kind of like if you showed a bunch of stills from like a movie based on a video game like Uncharted, but all they were were people in like old Navy clothes standing around <laughs> and you expected people to be excited about it. I don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, even though I think this, the teaser is only like a minute long, so it's very small, but I think they crammed a lot of really cool stuff in that minute. Some of the fight scenes look pretty cool. The settings look pretty cool. Looks like there's some cool chase scenes that's going to be happening. So, yeah, as someone who, you know, I like G.I. Joe, but I don't, I don't, I like the action figures, but I don't remember the cartoon, like, super well. Uh, I know I did like the movie, if I remember correctly. 
Um, so yeah, I'm interested in this. It looks like something that would have, you know, it just looks like a nice, fun action movie that will eventually tie into some GI Joe, a big GI Joe plot line. But the good news is, uh, there's two, there's two really solid points about this. Number one is Larry Hama. He's, uh, he's actually been on set a lot, uh, and helped with organizing, bringing snake eyes into the, the 21st century. So, you know, it will have some of his fingerprints on it. And, uh, the other thing is, uh, Hasbro needs more, uh, needs more of Joey's money to buy GI Joe toys. So, uh, <laughs> there'll be a lot of toys coming out. So, uh, get that wallet. I already ready, have, I already have the entire wave <laughs> of classified figures that are based on this movie pre-ordered. So. <laughs> awesome well mark the the movies are pretty bad the first two gi joe movies are pretty bad um but that's another thing with it's a weird dichotomy because i feel like the first movie is goofy as fuck and stupid but Mm -hmm. if you go back and take your rose tinted glasses off and watch the cartoon it's goofy and stupid as fuck so yeah the first movie really does nail that aesthetic but people don't like it because it had marlon wayans in it or something i don't know I really liked the second movie. I thought the second movie was actually pretty good. I don't remember it other than uh, the girl that played Mockingbird in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was really hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was written by the guys who wrote uh, Deadpool. That's why I liked it. Uh, well, there you go. All right. So uh, Snake Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes is coming out July 23rd this year. So uh, we'll probably be doing a review of that. All right, so then uh, speaking of other big movies that are coming out, we got another, uh, our first kind of official teaser for Marvel's The Eternals. Um, This one gives us kind of a decent look at what Marvel has in store regarding this movie. It doesn't really have, it didn't really have a lot of superhero moments in it. It didn't give me any like goosebumps like Snake Eyes did, but uh, yeah, we got our first look at it. So uh, let's go back to Aubrey. Aubrey, what did you think of our first full look at the Eternals. It actually looks pretty cool. Um, I'm excited to see what the, what comes out of it. I like Kit Harrington. I like Richard Madden. Um, the rest of the cast is, is fa- phenomenal as well. So I'm, I'm really excited. I think it's kind of funny that everybody's jumping on the Marvel bandwagon these days, but I mean, Marvel can't really do anything wrong in my eyes anyway. So except for new mutants. <laughs> well, I they, don't blame them for that. Yeah, they didn't really they didn't really do anything for that one except for say it was okay. So they lied to us. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's yeah. no money out of their pocket though. All right. Joy, what about you, man? How do you feel about our first full look at the Eternals? Um, it's a weird one, man. It's a very, very weird trailer to me, or even just property. Like I don't understand what we're doing here because yeah. it's so obscure. Even to comic book fans, even to people like me, like there's, I can't think of a single eternal story off the top of my head. That's a barn burner that I must see adapted or really anything about them. I mean, they had, I want to say a mini series in the two thousands that Neil Gaiman wrote. That's supposed to be pretty good. I never bought it. They had a 12 issue mini series. I think when I was like young and buying comics off the spinner rack at seven 11, that was supposed to be pretty decent, but there's no, I, I don't feel like there's ever going to be a groundswell of people demanding an Eternals movie. So this is a really weird play and they have a really good director. I guess you would, you would say if she's won an Academy award. So that's, 
it's going to be pretty amazing. And and we'll see. I mean, it looks cool. Uh, Gemma Chan's really attractive, so that's a that's a plus for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, this was a weird trailer, and I didn't feel a hook that really made me say, oh, my God, I have to watch this. Um, even something like Shang-Chi, which uh, you may or may not be interested in, if you're an action fan or a uh, you know kung fu movie fan, you know the the hook to me was like, oh, look at these kind of cool action scenes, and I'm interested to see how they put this in the Marvel universe. I, I don't know. It, this was a lot of people standing around, and I I, I I just didn't see what the hook was for why I should go see this. Now, obviously, I'm going to go see it, but I think we're looking at more of like an Ant Man type uh, vibe for this. Just introducing the characters, I think they'll be happy with that level of box office and the characters becoming part of people's knowledge as mm. opposed to a huge blockbuster. I think we'll see a lot of people being like, Oh, this movie flopped or it didn't make a lot of move- money and it'll be fine. It just won't make $3 billion, but it's going to introduce all these characters to people. And black Knight is one of my favorite Avengers and I'm really excited to see him on screen. I hope that we get to see him in costume at some point. So. Was he the guy at the end of the trailer that said he could be the leader of the Avengers? No, that's, uh, I don't, Icarus, but, uh, Black Knight is, uh, Jon Snow. Oh, okay. Aren't both of those guys from Game of Thrones? Yes. Oh, Jesus. That's confusing. (laughs) Now you can't go, now when we're talking about the movie, you can't go. And then the guy from Game of Thrones, because. (laughs) Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Joy. There is nothing about it that kind of gives like that hook. That's like, Ooh, this looks like a, a cool movie other than from Academy Award winning director, Chloe Zhao. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, that there's something to the story that's like, um, I don't know, emotionally satisfying. Maybe it's not like a big, maybe they don't fight a big monster at the end or a big light in the sky. Maybe it's something a little bit more emotionally uh, satisfying. But we'll see. I like uh, Brian Tyree Henry. I think he's even in a that Kong versus Godzilla movie. I thought he was still pretty funny, so I like him. Well, they have a they have a really good cast. Um, it's just I don't know what they're going to do with it. And this was a teaser, but there was a true teaser because it didn't really show you anything. It didn't show you the plot of the movie. It didn't show anything other than here's some people that you know from other projects and like, and now they're in a movie together. And then they threw like one joke at the end to make you know it was a Marvel movie. Right, right. What what if they kill them all like in the first like 10 minutes of the movie and it's really like all about Kit Harrington? <laughs> as long as him and Cersei survived to uh, form the 90s Avengers that wore bomber jackets, uh, it's okay with me. There you go. There you go. Fingers crossed. Uh, all right. So, yeah, Eternals is hitting theaters November 5th. We'll be talking about that one. All right, so that was the big news. Now I have a couple of uh, lightning round quick hits. We're going to wheel out the uh, official Colt 45 movie podcast, Give a fuck a meter And I'm going to read off some topics, and I would like you guys to give me your level of enthusiasm for these topics. Zero to five, five being the highest amount. All right, you guys ready? Yes, we're ready, Mark. Okay. Uh, Sorry, I was muted. Let's do this. <laughs> HBO Max announces a new Batman animated series and a new Superman animated series. The Batman animated series is going to be produced by J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, and uh, animation god Bruce Timm. 
Uh, they're all coming back to do a story that's going to focus on Batman's kind of noir aspects, kind of the, the dark detective aspects of uh, the Batman character. So, uh, zero to five, how excited for you about a brand new Batman the animated series? Let's start with Aubrey. Um, it depends. If it's like the other DC animated stuff that they put out where it's kind of uh, cynical and dark, uh, then I will like it. But if it's going to be like 90s cartoon Batman where it's feel good, I don't know about that. Ah. All right. Joy, what about you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Part of me wants to be like, oh, cool, you know, they're going for that vibe again for the animated series. But another part of me is like, you're never going to recapture that. Yep. So do something different, but not super crazy different. Like you have to do something that wasn't done before, or at least just try to do something fun and somewhat original. But I, I don't know, just aping the 90s series, you know, I, it's... It seems like it's just going backwards. I don't want to see any of this stuff. I don't want to see a Spider-Man or X-Men or any of that stuff come out and just be a retry to what's come before. So go go do something exciting and new. Don't and, and hopefully this is all ages too. I don't know if that was confirmed or not, but uh it probably will be. Yeah. Um, so I mean I, I'd be down to at least check it out, but I'm very wary because like we've seen over and over again, sometimes you just cannot go back to that well. Mm-hmm. All right, so zero to five, what do you give it? I will give it a three. All right. A cautious three. All right, Aubrey, what about you, zero to five? I'll also cautiously give it a three. (laughs) All right. I'm going to give it a four because it's from the creators of Felicity. So uh, (laughs) that, 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 that counts for something in my book and Bruce Timm. Yeah, and there's been a gazillion Batman cartoons after the animated series. What's another one? That's fine. And then real quick, how do you feel about a Superman animated series? Zero to five. Aubrey? Uh, maybe a two. Okay. I, li- I like Batman a little bit more than Superman, so I'm a little more disinterested in that. All right. Joey, what about you? I, I think the uh, Superman animated series that accompanies Batman, colon, the animated series, uh, is phenomenal. I think that's it's great. It's so underrated because it was really in the shadow of the Batman one for so long. But it's probably the best Superman cartoon that there ever was. So now I just said I don't want the other one to be like the 90s show. I would love them to do at least at least keep close to that idea of an, like just the best Superman it is. Like awesome, awesome cartoon, awesome, you know, animation. And, and let's just see what you got. So, yeah. I would probably give it, I'll give it a three again, because it's, a lot of these are like, I'm probably not going to watch the whole thing unless I watch the first episode or two and they grab me. So if they're talking like half hour, 20 minute episodes and the first one just knocks you off your socks, well then I'm in for the season. But if I watch it and it's kind of boring or somebody's going to tell me a month later, well, if you watch the first six and a half seasons, it gets really good. It's, that's not going to happen, so. All right, all right. Uh, I'm going to give it a five because, uh, <laughs> God forbid, we get another dark Superman or another evil Superman story. I just want a fun Clark Kent being an investigative reporter, telling stories and being Superman. That's all I want. That's all I want. Just a classic Superman story. And this looks like that's going to be it. So, uh, yeah, I'm giving it a five. Five out of five. I'm excited. So, uh, second on the list, they announced this week that John Boyega is, in fact, returning for Attack the Block, 
part two, the sequel. Um, it's going to be it's about 10 years after the first one came out. Uh, so we're going to pick up the story with his character Moses and see what's going on. How excited are you for an Attack the Block sequel officially happening? Uh, let's go back to Joey. Super excited, uh, but we just said it again. It's very hard to go back. Um, I don't know how much of that movie was lightning in a bottle and how much wasn't, but man, I really love that movie. It's such an underrated gem, and I really hope they can make something even remotely as awesome. You know, mm-hmm. just keep the budget low, keep the studio inf- interference low, and let them come up with a cool idea and do something cool. I'd, I'd love to see this knock it out of the park. Uh, I just, I love the first one so much. So, uh, yeah, that, I'm, I'm five out of five as long as the movie's good. <laughs> All right, Aubrey, what about you? Attack the Block sequel. I don't even think I've seen the first Attack of the Block, so I'm probably about at a one. At a one, okay. All right. I'm also going to say, uh, I'm going to say a four. I'm going to say a four because... You know, the first one was lightning in a bottle. I don't know if they can recapture that, especially 10 years later. Um, you know, you can count on one hand how many sequels have come out years and years later that uh, is as good as the first one. So we'll see. But I'm, I'm very excited that we get to see the character of Moses again. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a four out of five. So next, the uh, director of John Wick has been teasing that he's working on a Highlander movie. And it looks like we might have found the lead, uh, Henry Cavill. Uh, as you may remember from playing Superman, is in talks to be the star of the new Highlander movie from one of the directors of John Wick. Aubrey, how do you feel about Henry Cavill as a Highlander? Um, I like Henry Cavill, so I guess we'll see how he does. All right, zero, um, but zero to five. You know how I feel about action movies. Oh my God. Zero to five, how excited about him are you? Uh, about a one. One? Jeez. Damn, Aubrey's killing us today. No, no, no love. No love for Henry. Are you excited about anything today? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Joey, how about you, man? How do you feel about a new Highlander starring The Witcher? Well, th- there's no reason to get excited about a new Highlander because we're talking about a series that has, what, like eight sequels and all of them are terrible. <laughs> so. Um, there's no absolutely no reason at all to get excited about a new Highlander in any way, shape, or form. They're, they're, no. And I know it's uh, going to piss off some people, and I know exactly who they are, so I'm saying it direct to you. I didn't even really like the TV show, and wow. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, but uh, I just couldn't get into the TV show or its spinoffs. And, and you know what? I love the first movie. I think it's fucking fantastic. Um has, of course, some of the greatest soundtrack songs of all time from one of the greatest bands of all time, Queen. So for me, it's let's get a good script. Let's get some cool action. Henry Cavill, uh, regardless how you feel about The Witcher, I think he does a good job in The Witcher. So I'm excited to see him in a similar role and uh, just keep the fucking Queen soundtrack. I want to hear Princes of the Universe fucking blasting and let's go. Uh, I'm in. Let's do something. But we got to cast... Um, somebody for the other role because we had a Scottish man playing a Spaniard <laughs> with Sean Connery as a Spanish guy. So uh, who should play that role in this one? What what terrible and borderline extremely offensive casting should they make, Mark Ellis? Oh, they got to cast um, uh, what's his name? The guy that played Doctor Who, 
the super Scottish guy that played Doctor Who like a few while. Oh, you don't know Doctor Who is. Why am I asking you? Karen Gillan? No, not David her. Tennant. David Tennant. Thank you, Aubrey. Yeah, we need David Tennant <laughs> as the Scot- as the Spanish guy. <laughs> Aubrey, what terribly offensive casting would you uh, put in this movie? Uh, Colin Farrell. As a Spanish guy? Yes. <laughs> that could work. All right, I'm going to do you guys one better. I got, I gotta, I'm going to flip it and reverse it like Missy Elliott, and I want Antonio Banderas as a Scottish guy. <laughs> That's perfect. Damn it, I wish I thought of that. <laughs> so and then we- on the back of the DVD box, it'll say, starring Antonio Banderas, and in parentheses, it'll be like, Assassins. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh we don't have a date for it yet, but it's from, like I said, it's from the co-director of John Wick, so I'm pretty sure it's going to be action-packed. I guarantee there won't be a Queen song on that soundtrack. There'll be like a, a version of- uh, better. <laughs> oh, there'll be, I'm sorry, there'll be a Queen song, but it'll be done by the baby or- uh... No, I don't want to see fucking uh, like Fallout Boy's version of this song. Oh. I want the real song. Get the real fucking song. No way. It's going to be Bad Baby. <laughs> Doing I would love queen. you know what though if you want to do a remix with Cardi B that would be okay but Cardi B and Megan the Stallion present who wants to live forever there you go <laughs> that that would be acceptable excellent so the last bit of news on Disney plus uh they were releasing some uh spin-offs from the Mandalorian Star Wars TV show uh they made announcements before for the ahsoka spin-off show uh we already know about uh, the book of Boba Fett that's coming, but they also announced Rangers of the New Republic. And it turns out this week they announced that that show is no longer in development. Uh, they didn't really say what the show was about, but there was rumors that Gina Carano was going to star in it. And since she is no longer associated with Lucasfilm, it looks like they kind of put a kibosh on the whole show. So zero to five, how disappointed are you that we're not going to get a Rangers of the New Republic TV show Aubrey. I'm not disappointed at all. No, you wasn't looking forward to it at all? (laughs) No, I think I would like something better than that. All right. Joey, what about you, man? Are are you disappointed that we're not going to get the show? Well, I'm I'm always disappointed we're not getting more Star Wars of anything. But at the same time, I I didn't even know how the show was going to work in a pre-Gina Carano fired world. Um because she's just not a good actress. I don't think she could carry a show. So just scrap this, go back to the drawing board. I, I'd love them to just spend the effort and make sure the Boba Fett and Mandalorian season three and Ahsoka are just uh, top t- top tier and, and as good as they possibly can be and keep the quality up. Uh, don't stretch yourself too thin and, and make something that might not be as good. But if they have some cool concepts or characters, bump them over into the other shows or retool this into something else. Um, other, otherwise, I'm fine with it. I'm fine. It's fine. You know, <laughs> it's not. It's not a big loss to me. I, I don't. I'm not sitting here frothing at the mouth for a Gina Carano TV show because she's a terrible actress. It, it, everything else, put it off to the side. Take everything else you feel about this and put it off to the side and just try to imagine her as the lead actress in a television show. And it's it sounds cringe worthy. It sounds worse than fucking Anakin in episode one. Like it sounds bad. Like it's not gonna happen. There, what was the name of the movie she was in? Uh, Haywire. Was it Haywire? 
Haywire. Yeah, Haywire. Oh, God, she's bad in that. Never saw it. They ADR'd like a ton of her lines, too. <laughs> like 80% of her lines had to get ADR'd because her acting was so bad. Uh, it's on It's on my list to watch, but uh, now I'll be Agile cautious list. about it. So I will give a, I don't even know, am I reading this to give a fuck? I don't give a fuck at all. I'm <laughs> fine with it. Zero. <laughs> All right. I am very disappointed because uh, I was look- I was actually looking forward to it because it wasn't really confirmed that Gina Carano was the star of the show. Uh, I was thinking it was going to be something totally different. But this show and Ahsoka and The Mandalorian were all going to lead into one big event. So, you know, I was looking forward to that. And with Ahsoka, you kind of have an idea of what the show is going to be about. Uh, with Mandalorian... Uh, we've had two seasons, so we have a pretty good idea of what Mandalorian is all about. I had no idea what this one was going to be about. So it, you know, it could have been anything. It could have been really cool. It could have been my Galaxy Rangers live action story that I never got or movie that I never got. So yeah, I'm very disappointed that we're not getting it. But uh, we'll see. We'll see if they're still going to do the big event with the other shows leading into it. Uh, let's see. And yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it for the news. All right, we're going to take a quick break, guys, and we're going to come right back with our review of Army of the Dead. Hi, everyone. We're your beer-drinking babes. I'm Ashley. And I'm Nagy. And we're from Rock Candy Podcast. Every week, we bring you a story from the world of music while drinking thematic beers. Did you ever wonder how much Charles Manson inspired the music you love today? Did you know that Joy Division and New Order are virtually the same band? Are you aware of how weird Kesha really is? Like how she had sex with a ghost? Do you also not understand what Post Malone is? Because we don't. Well, we got you covered. Behind the Music isn't around anymore, but we're here to pick up the slack. And be a little drunker. Yeah, so go ahead and look for Rock Candy Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you catch your pods. And with that, party on, kids. Party on. And we are back. All right, guys. Army of the Dead, the new movie from Zack Snyder, went direct to Netflix. And we are going to talk all about it for you. But before we do that, Aubrey, what is Army of the Dead about? Okay. After a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries takes the ultimate gamble by venturing into the quarantine zone for the greatest heist ever. All right. Sounds very interesting. No, it doesn't actually. It's it's a pretty blah uh, description, but let's get into it. We'll go non-spoiler to start as always, and then we'll play the sound drop delineating spoilers. If you haven't watched it yet, you can bounce and the rest you can stick around while we go a little more in depth, but you'll at least know what we thought. So to start, Aubrey, what did you think of Army of the Dead? It was it was good for a zombie movie. I don't like zombie movies. I think they're overdone. They're boring. But I actually liked how this one kind of took a different turn. Okay, so that's uh, kind of thumbs in the middle, thumbs up. I I would give it a thumbs up. Okay, okay. Uh, Mark Ellis, what about you? Yeah, I like this movie. I did have issues with it. Um, I don't think it's perfect, but uh, it's entertaining enough. Uh, I actually watched it twice. I actually went to see it on the big Ooh. screen, and I saw it, uh, and I watched it at, uh, at home on Netflix. And um, you know what? It actually doesn't really lose anything on TV. <laughs> Like seeing it on the big screen was cool, but yeah, watching it at home was just as good. All right. Well, 
I also liked this movie a lot. I didn't love it. Uh, and it's hard to really get into the, the reasons why these things are going on. Um, and these feelings happen without completely spoiling the movie. Um, one thing I did like a lot about the movie, and I'm not going to go into what it is yet, but is that the trailers don't show you shit. <laughs> so 99.9% of the plot and everything going on in this movie, you had no fucking idea about from the trailer, which I thought was great. I just, I, I loved it. I love the fact that I had no idea what was going to happen. There were not scenes that I was really looking for and be like, okay, well I know that this person's not going to die or this person's not going to get hurt or whatever, because I saw this scene in the trailer mm-hmm. in, in trailer five, <laughs> I saw this scene that hasn't happened yet, uh, or I knew everything that was going to happen in the movie. Uh, so I, I was appreciative of that. It, it took a lot of weird twists and turns. That I wasn't suspecting, um, you know, there's some great action, but, uh, there are definitely, definitely some problems with this movie and we'll get into that in a minute, but it looks like all of us are giving it a thumbs up. Might not be a uh, enthusiastic uh, toe touch and a backflip thumbs up, but we're definitely not telling you not to watch it. So if you haven't seen it, now's your time to duck out. The rest of us are going to stick around and spoil Army of the Dead. Spoiler alert! I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right, so let's get started uh, with things we liked. Aubrey, give me some things you liked about Army of the Dead. Um, I like how these zombies actually have complex thinking. Um, normally you just see in zombie movies that they are just mindless and they're just attacking everybody. But they these ones actually seemed organized and calculating. And um, like they actually, it actually somewhat makes sense. Like it's not like a zombie movie where you just go and you try to kill zombies and they're just endless for no reason. These ones are endless because it actually seems like they're reproducing. At least that's what it hints at. So I liked that take on it. I like how they have an, an hierarchy of, like there's a head zombie in charge and he has a queen and then she's pregnant and all that other stuff. I I think that that's really interesting and that adds a different aspect to the movie. I like, I liked the cast. The cast was really cool. Uh, Tig Notaro is, is really funny, even though she's not trying to be, I thought that she was really funny. It's um, uh, surprising that you say that Aubrey, because she was not originally in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I do I I do like her. Um, so it it actually makes me want to go see her stand up because it makes me think maybe I'll actually find her funny. So, um, I do I did like her. I swear I know the daughter from somewhere, and I can't figure it out because I looked at her IMDb, and there's nothing on there really that I should know her from besides maybe Kick Ass too. Everybody. It, I didn't know it, it was really interesting. So I, I did like it. I like the cast a lot. I think they added to it. All right. Mark Hellis. What about you? Yeah, uh, I agree with Aubrey. I really liked the cast. I thought everyone was actually really good. Um, especially Theo Rossi that played the, uh, asshole guard. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. He's, he's awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, Tig Notaro was amazing too. Um, I like the the very obscure music from the opening scene. I like the that whole big that whole big massacre scene. I thought was actually really funny. I like how Liberace like kicked it off. Um, 
I liked a lot of the visuals. I liked the beginning of the movie. I liked the characters, um, and I liked the the effects. And I liked that they offered something that you don't really see in a lot of, uh, you don't really see in zombie movies is like really smart zombies. Like the fact that uh, one of them puts on a helmet <laughs> so that uh, the bullets like will ricochet off and you don't get him in the brain. I thought that was actually pretty clever because at first I'm like, why is this guy wearing a cape and a mask? Like, is he supposed to be like a superhero, a superhero zombie or something? But once they started shooting and a bullet started bouncing off, I'm like, this, this is amazing. I actually really did like that aspect of it. Yeah, I like the characters uh, and I like most of the story. All right. Well, you know, for me, uh, let's see. I did. Uh, I didn't like the story. Um, I loved the opening. You're right, Markellis. The opening. I don't know what it is about Zack Snyder, but he is able to nail the opening to a movie no matter what. I don't think this was that level of the best openings he's ever done. But the you know the opening credits to Watchmen, and in my opinion, the beginning of the Dawn of the Dead remake up through the opening credits is some of the best horror filmmaking in the last like 30 years. So like. It, it, he does a good job with his opening credits. I don't know what it is that just clicks in him that makes that happen, but man, he does a great job with that stuff. So I really liked these opening credits. I thought they were fun. I, I liked seeing in the different ways people were dying and different things that were going on. It was really funny. I did enjoy it. I liked the guy that just came down on a parachute and immediately was killed. <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal. Just some of that stuff was really fun. So I enjoyed that. And you guys are right. The cast is great. Uh, the casting is great. I liked all the characters. I liked the team. Everybody got a chance to shine. Everybody got a chance to do something or have a part. And there was no one superfluous. Um, yeah, the one guy at the beginning that just fucked off was like, "Oh, that was awesome." He's like, "I'm out of here." He's the only person that that survived basically at the end of the movie. So good for him. He was smart. Good for him for for bouncing. Um, and and I, and like you said, you guys both said like the zombies weren't just shambling walking dead type zombies they had the intelligent alpha zombies um they had a lot of weird storylines going on with them was the queen pregnant was that what they were trying to imply yeah that's what i gathered yeah you didn't see the baby uh did was maybe i missed it i wasn't looking right at the screen so yeah he took he took the baby out of her oh what happened to the baby it was dead oh well well everything's dead they're zombies it was dead dead. It started off it was blue. Dead, dead. It was it started off blue like a little blue baby and then it just turned yep. gray. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Um I missed that. How did I miss that? Maybe I got up to get some water or something. But yeah, I liked the different weird aspects of the zombie culture and the things they did. I really liked the um the fact that they did different things with them. So they had they were like, oh, these guys are dead, uh, but if it rains, they're going to come back to life. And they're like, oh, okay. Um, and then later on when they were inside the casino, they were like, these guys are hibernating. So they yep. they, they were trying to sneak by them. Like, those are some cool added things to the zombie mythology. I really liked that action sequence in the casino when they're trying to escape, too. That was awesome. And, uh, yeah, uh, I thought they did a really good job putting uh, Tig into the movie because – that was all green screen and reshoots yeah, and CG, which is crazy. They, uh, the original actor um, had some um, problems. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they had accused of sexual misconduct, so they replaced them in the movie and they had to recut in a new actress in their role. Uh, and I thought it was pretty seamless. If I didn't know 
that that was what had happened. So if I I was coming in cold and didn't know, I wouldn't even have noticed outside of some things that I'll get to in a second. But I wouldn't have noticed. Uh, they did a really good job with that. So, yep. yeah, I mean, for the most part, I enjoyed what I watched. But, of course, with the good must come the bad. So, Aubrey, what didn't you like about Army of the Dead? Um, I mean, like I said, it's a it's a zombie movie. It's it's not my favorite thing. Was it not? It wasn't too scary for you, was it? No, it was okay. It was just I don't know. It's a zombie movie. They're overdone. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marcellus. What about you? Uh, yeah. So there's certain tropes that comes with a zombie movie, and then there's certain tropes that comes with a heist movie. Uh, and I was kind of hoping that this movie would find a balance between the two. Uh, and it kind of did, it started to, but then like right around the third act, it was just like, we're just going to turn this into a comic book zombie movie, which is fine. You know, it's great. But I was really hoping that someone was going to get some money other than, you know, the daughter getting like a handful of cash. I was hoping that all of that sacrifice would have led to something kind of good happening, even though it's a zombie movie. I was hoping for it. I don't know. I thought the story was. It was a little too spaced out. I kind of wish that it, it was like a little bit tighter. Yeah, I you know I like the performances. I it's just that there's too many like odd little things that they threw in to kind of make it more intriguing. And it, I don't I don't think it helped the story. Like there obviously there's a whole big story of what the zombies really are. I know are they really aliens? Are they part aliens because they came from Area 51? Are they stuck in a time loop? You know, because they show like those dead bodies that were dressed similarly to get like to everyone else in the cast. So were they a time loop? Um, how did uh, homeboy survive the nuclear explosion inside of the safe? We'll say that he did survive. How did he get out of the safe? All right, we'll say that we'll say he got out of the safe really easily. How did he not realize he was bitten that entire time? It, do they just if they give you a little nibble? Does that take longer? Because how did he not turn? Right away. How did he have time to get out of the rubble, walk all that way, get a car, drive to an airport, fly on the plane, and then start seeing um, symptoms from it? Right. Right. That, it just didn't make sense. And I, you know, maybe he didn't get bitten. Maybe he just fell on some teeth, (laughs) some dead teeth that left a mark in his arm or something. And the daughters going out to rescue that lady was fucking stupid. It was so dumb. And then they, she finds the, she breaks off from the team. She forces a way into the team, breaks off from the team to go find this lady who just happens to be hanging out inside of this building on like one close to the top floor, just hanging in this room, which is her and this other girl would, they don't make a break for it at all. Oh That's my actually, God. Um, so the other girl is actually Zach's niece. The one that got eaten or the, the other girl yeah. that. Okay. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. It's really cool to see her in it. <laughs> so I don't, so that the end of her, the daughter's end sequence was just way too convenient. She goes in with just a handgun and a tank top and she's shooting zombies left and right. And her dad saves her right at the last second. And I'm like, ah, come on. And then, you know, she went through all that trouble to save this woman. And then we never really see what happened to the woman. I mean, I'm going to assume she died in the, the helicopter crash, but they never show her body. Uh, they never show anything happened to her. So what happened to her? So, yeah, the story just, it feel like it, I feel like it could have used a little bit more tightening in order for me to 
fully appreciate it. Okay. Um, you know, for me, right off the bat, this movie is too long. It is too long. It's what, two and a half hours long? Yeah. There were a couple times when I looked at how much time was left and I was flabbergasted at how much time was left in the movie. <laughs> there were multiple times when I was like, oh my God, there's an hour left of this. <laughs> um, while I did appreciate a lot of the twists and turns in the movie, um, there was just so many things introduced that made no sense, had no bearing on the movie. I'm sure you guys are familiar with the concept of Chekhov's gun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't show a gun in the in the beginning of the movie if no one's going to fire it later on. <laughs> well, this entire movie was like Chekhov's gun, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> there were flying saucers. Why? I don't know. Um, there was that whole thing I mentioned earlier that it was a cool concept, which it was, um, when they go over the wall, the zombies are dead and she's like, well, wait till it rains and you'll really see them come back to life. It never rained. Right. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other things. Oh, he kept uh, going to each person and I thought this was interesting and I actually, did the math out on my phone and it totally adds up. But, you know, Batista was giving each person like a different amount, like smaller amounts, bigger amounts. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, is that going to come back and, and, and cause division in the team when they see how much money's in there? Are people going to fight over the money or what? No, that's just, nah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So the, the other thing, the script is just a mess. It's not, tight script and you're right mark it could be tightened up a lot but there's just weird shit in it like okay so the plan was to go in and capture the queen right they wanted some of her blood that's the the actual plan like the, the people doing the heist don't know this but the actual plan so when they eventually do go back and get her head it's at the same place right by the door where they came in so why did the guy go back inside? Uh, I'm confused. The area where they captured the queen's yeah. head yep. was the same area right when they had come in the door and given her the guy from um, from Luke uh, Cage. Yeah, from, yeah, from Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> that was <Sure>. right there. <laughs> yep. That was right there. So he had what he wanted, and it was clear after that is revealed that the Asian guy does not care about the money in the vault. It was all an excuse to get him in and get that head or blood or whatever, right? Yeah. He's right by the door. Why did he go back in? (laughs) Why did he go back into the building when he could have just walked out the way that they came in? Yeah. That it's been killing me for a day and a half since I watched this. Like, because the movie makes the point that they don't care about the money. The whole point was bringing that guy inside with all these mercenary, you know, tough guy people to protect him. So he's going to get this blood or head or whatever and leave. Yep. The money was not important. He's flat out says his boss doesn't care about the money. Well, he's two feet from the door and he has what he's supposed to get. Why doesn't he just leave? Hmm. All right. I'm going to shot the coyote in the leg and walked away. <laughs> we um, would walked right out that, that shipping container and the, his part of the movie's over and the rest of the people could have done the heist. Everything else could have still happened in the movie as it happened pretty much. 
except that guy wouldn't have died by a tiger later on. Right. Uh, I'm going to say maybe he was not by the exit door. Maybe it just, maybe because it's a He's wasteland. Right there. <laughs> well, maybe because it's, it's a waste. the same place. It, it was a wasteland. Maybe it just looked like the same place, but maybe it wasn't. It's literally the same place. Aubrey was at the same place. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't paying attention, but <laughs> maybe he wanted like the head and money. So you went back. I don't know. I, I don't know. It just was a little frustrating. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like the other things, like there's, there's people wearing their clothes. Like, what is that? Like, what is that? Why would you introduce that and do nothing with it? Like what? They're in a time loop. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? The, the zombie queen is pregnant. What? What? Some of the fucking zombies explode and they're actually robots. What? Wait, that wasn't what does that have to do with anything. That wasn't a thing. Was it? Did I miss that? Yes. <laughs> yes. There's multiple zombies in the movie that when they're killed, they're actually robots. No fucking way. The most clear one is in the casino. He blows the zombie's head off and it's blue and there's like wires and fucking metal underneath. Oh, I do kind of remember that. I, yeah, my, my brain kind of checked out at that point. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I know people want to shit on Zack Snyder all the time and I don't because I actually really like a lot of his work. And even, even when he makes a bad movie, it's still an interesting watch. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'd gladly just sit down and watch YouTube videos of some of the fights from Sucker Punch regardless of how you feel about the movie. He, he, I, I like him a lot, so I'm not shitting on Zack Snyder. I think it's more of a Netflix thing because we saw this with Duh, Five Bloods. It was a you know three-and-a-half-star movie that should have been five stars because they let the director and the people behind the scenes and good on Netflix for them doing it, good on them because that's what people say they want. But maybe, maybe this movie is almost like a poster child for sometimes studio interference isn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, someone should have stepped in and been like, this movie's too long. Someone should have stepped in and been like, all right, you know what? Maybe we don't need robots and <laughs> flying saucers and time loops. Like, just tell a good movie to stop getting up your own ass with this crazy shit. But it, it doesn't affect the movie per se. But when you're feeling that runtime, when you, you look at the screen, and you go, fuck, man, I got an hour left in this. And then you're like, well. You know, we wasted three minutes on this here. We wasted 10 minutes on this here. And then there's this. It doesn't make any sense and blah, 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 blah. So I just feel like the script's a mess. Um, yeah. I don't understand what they – why didn't the zombies kill those women? Like they took that lady into the Olympus Hotel and they had yep. her and those two girls upstairs. What yep. were they doing with them? They were going to turn them into the alpha zombies like they did the the security guard? Yeah, but they already they they got the security guard turned him and he was already uh, an alpha zombie. Yep. But they had this lady there for like two weeks and were just waiting. I don't know till they felt like it or maybe she wasn't as delicious and worthy, or maybe they were waiting to feed her to the queen or the baby. Yeah, but I mean that none of that's made made clear. You know, what I mean, like that's not made clear. So that lady's just there to be there so that Batista's daughter goes there. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I I didn't like, and I I said and the things I liked was I liked the actress as the helicopter pilot. I I liked them in the movie, I liked their role, I liked their jokes. Um, the special effects weren't great at times. <laughs> really, there were a couple times, and the and I say this only because I knew 
what was happening. If maybe if I didn't know in advance, I might not have noticed it so much, but I was looking to see like, Oh, how did they do this? Well, where's the special effect? And you could see sometimes she was a little blurry. Sometimes like she's, you know, just didn't look quite right. I feel like they nailed it like 90% and they didn't get the hundred percent of nailing it. But if I hadn't have known, I probably wouldn't have noticed it. So no, there's a, there's a technique that he uses in this movie where uh, there's a lot of scenes that are out of focus. There, that conversation okay. between um, Batista and his daughter when he's talking about, uh, you know, she's explaining to him why she's mad at him. Yeah. If you look at that scene, her face, like her nose and her chin is in focus. Everything else, totally out of focus. Yeah. Like there's a, you know, there's a technique that Zack Snyder is using to kind of blur the background. And I think that just kind of, he used that on the, the helicopter pilot. But I, I think that's yeah. just part of the, uh, I don't think that's a, a weakness of the special effects. I think it's just part of his style. But I could be wrong. <laughs> Um, I did think the girl that played his daughter was cute, but oh I wasn't able to quickly see on Wikipedia how old she is. So, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. We'll think about that. You know, um, we'll put a pin in that one for now. I thought she was, yeah, adorable. we'll put a pin she in that one. She was born in 96. So she's 25. All right. Perfect. She's cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm complaining a lot about the script, but. I, the other thing I, I also wanted to complain about now that I think about it is the tone was just all over the place. Yeah. So the opening credits, as, as awesome as they were, as much as I liked everything from the mo- second the movie started until the ending opening credits ended, uh, the movie never went back to that tone ever again. So it was kind of goofy, fun, um, horror comedy type thing. And the opening credits were the army soldiers uh, – you know, the, the um, thing containing the first zombie, they're transporting it, blah, blah, blah. All that had a, a certain feel to it, but the movie never goes back to that feel ever again. And then it's 45 minutes of talking <laughs> and putting together the team. But putting together a team isn't interesting. Yeah. It's literally like Batista shows up somewhere, talks to someone, they join. He offers them a certain amount of money, they join, then they move on to the next person. Like nobody ever did anything, was doing anything interesting or, or gathering the team. And then part of that also is the the Japanese guys like, hey, you know, we've got 96 hours before they nuke Las Vegas. And I need you to put together a team and do this mission. He's like, I'll think about it. He's like, we'll sleep on it. Okay, so now I have 80 something hours. <laughs> And then it looked like it took them three days to put the team together. So like, like some scenes are at night, some scenes are during the day. Some, yeah. <laughs> like, how many how many hours do you have left? You know, <laughs> anything with the the nuke being moved up wouldn't have been a problem if it didn't take them four days to put the fucking team together. So, right. I also really like the um, uh, the Hispanic girl that was like uh, that the guy tried to like trick to go into another direction. Yeah, kind of get rid of her. I thought she was she dead. She was my favorite, and then they got rid of her. Yeah, yeah. but she came back. But, she came. She she had a fighting chance, and when she dove through the window, I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I love this character." She's awesome. Oh, she's being eaten. Oh damn. Yeah. No, her her fight, and this goes to a lot of Zack Snyder things. Her fight scene was awesome, just from the very start when she starts just stabbing them one at a time. Yep. Up through everything that she was doing, I thought it was fucking awesome. That is. That's five out of five top tier fucking action filmmaking. That was awesome. But then she dives through the window and you're like, oh, shit, she's got a chance. Like you said, Mark, everybody just stands there and watches her. <laughs> right. She's not that far away. And there were like two of them and they hadn't bitten her yet. 
And they're all just standing there. And her last words were not uh, pay attention to that slimy motherfucker that she waved. Yeah, she didn't tell them to, uh, you know, to watch out. That guy tricked me or whatever. She just, like, run. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been my last words. Look out for that douche. We, when they recruited her friend, the other Spanish guy, we had seen him like doing triple headshots, being this crazy like sharpshooter, blah, 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 blah. He couldn't do any of that to save his friend that was standing six feet away. <laughs> I was waiting for him. I was waiting for him to do something. I really was. And when she yeah. died, I was like, that sucks. But again, that's a zombie movie trope. It has to happen that way. But it fucking sucked. Well, I mean, good on them for making us care about a character enough to be mad that they got killed, but the way they got killed was stupid. Yeah. Um, did she should have came back and been like, I busted my way out of there. Yep. So yeah, we did see her getting bit, though, so that wasn't going to happen. But did they ever show that Spanish guy do anything, really? Yeah, he was kicking ass, like, towards the end of it. I mean, he was doing okay, but I don't know. I just, I, I really liked the action scenes, I got to tell you, especially that one where Batista's running through the casino. It was yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's just such a, it's a frustrating movie. And, it, and I, it, it feels like this is a Netflix thing because it reminds me a lot of The Five Bloods, where The Five Bloods could have been an awesome movie. It goes to Netflix. They take a, ba- a big step back and say, make whatever you want. And we get something that's kind of muddled. And this is the same way for me. Like, this should be a five out of five movie. This should be a five out of five. There's elements here. There's aspects of this that I am in love with. There's action scenes. There's fucking awesome characters. There's great stuff here that should knock this out of the park. I should be proletizing this movie for the rest of my life as an awesome fucking action zombie movie. And I'm not because there's a bunch of dumb shit in it that makes the movie stupid. So (laughs) that's that. So, I guess we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up. That's enough talking about Armies of the Dead. Uh, Aubrey, on a score, uh, on a scale of zero to five, with five being the best and zero being the worst, what do you have for Army of the Dead? I'm going to give it a um, a four. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a pretty high score, Aubrey. You are a, an easy grader sometimes. <laughs> I think I really like the difference in this movie in comparison to other zombie movies. It wasn't like they were mindless. They they had complex thinking patterns. And I think that that gives it a, a step up from other movies. Okay. All right. Mark Ellis, what about you? Uh, you know, I just want to say real quick, uh, if you want some more Army of the Dead, there is a prequel movie all about Dieter that's coming out. And there's also a prequel anime uh, with some of the... A what? <laughs> Senator Joe? Why don't you understand that anime belongs <laughs> in the trash? Uh, no, I'm not joking. There is an anime coming out called Army of the Dead Lost Vegas. And uh, Batista and uh, the mechanic girl and his daughter and someone else uh, will be reprising their characters uh, doing voices for the character. And Zack Snyder is going to be directing a couple episodes. It's supposed to dive into if there's robots, if there's a time loop, if there's flying saucers. There you go. This is stupid. <laughs> All your questions will be answered on the anime uh, whenever that comes out. Yeah, I... You know, I'm with you, Joey. It has, like, all of the ingredients to be, like, a cool movie, but the script kind of... Uh, Kind of fails it. So I'm giving it a 3.5 out of 5. All right. Excellent, Markellis. Uh, you and I are kind of on the same wavelength uh, about this movie. 
I, I just can't give it any more than a three out of five. I, I feel like going above three out of five is saying it's way better than it is. And it's just failed completely by its script. Um, somebody grab Zack Snyder and write the movie for him and then bring him on set afterwards. Cause this is bad. I'm in, still interested in the world, the characters. I'll check out all that uh, extra stu- animatrix type stuff that's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just can't give the movie more than a three out of five. I'm glad I watched it. I definitely suggest other people do. I just can't see myself revisiting this very often. But there it is. Three out of five for me. All right. That is going to do it for Army of the Dead. Let's wrap this bad boy up before we tap it up and let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, what do you got? Uh, I recommend everybody go get the new Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I got it. I haven't played it yet, but that's (laughs) the only thing I could think of. Awesome. I am about uh, halfway through the first game at this point. But I played all the side missions first. <laughs> so my characters are super overpowered for where I should be in the game. So like things are happening. And they're like, oh, no. And then we're just like, <laughs> then everybody's dead. <laughs> Did they have you gotten to the mission where you have to drive that weird? What is it called? I can't the remember. Mako what it tank? Yes. Have you had to drive the Mako tank yet? Yeah, it's just as awful as you remember it. No, it's just as bad as you remember it. Actually, it was doing a side mission yesterday where you drive the Mako around one of the planets. And my son walked in and was like, what is this? And I'm like, it's Mass Effect. And you have to drive this tank and it controls like shit. And uh, it's really annoying. And he watched me play for a while and he just couldn't stop laughing about how shitty the controls were (laughs) on the Mako. But I don't care. I still love Mass Effect 1 and 2 and I can't wait to get uh, through them. An excellent choice, Aubrey. Uh, Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, yeah, so I have uh, two recommendations. Uh, if you want to see a really, a, what I think is a really good heist movie, uh, there's a movie called Logan Lucky that's on Hulu right now, uh, directed by Steven Soderbergh, who did the Ocean's Eleven movies. Uh, this one's kind of like a redneck Ocean's Eleven. Uh, it's got Adam Driver, Channing Tatum, uh, Daniel Craig, Sebastian Stan, uh, Jack Quaid from The Boys is in it. Uh, and it's basically a heist movie, but it's really funny. And uh, it does all the heist movie tropes, but it's still pretty entertaining. Uh, and that's on Hulu. Uh, and my other recommendation is if you haven't seen Attack the Block, it is on Tubi, the app that I talk about every single week. Uh, it does have commercials, unfortunately, but it's free. So uh, if you haven't seen Attack the Block yet, the first one, it's on Tubi. Check it out. All right. Well, I will suggest that everyone goes to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Uh, I just dropped an unboxing for Psycho Goreman Hunky Boys limited edition Blu-ray on there. Uh, Adam's dropped a bunch of interviews over the last couple of days as well and more on the way, including some really cool ones that I can't talk about yet, but I promise you they're great. Don't forget we have a Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash so is our podcast where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes and content. This month, we dropped our Star Wars video podcast episode where myself and Adam counted down our top five Star Wars vehicles. 
Uh, I will be personally reviewing Castlevania and a couple other things on my Just Joey mini-sode. And then, of course, the main extra episode of the podcast will be the only place to hear our review of Mitchell's versus the Machines. So check it out on Patreon.com backslash So Wizard Podcast. Obviously, please follow us on TikTok if you want to see me shaking it. Um, I've got to send some huge shout-outs. Uh, Japan, Romania, big ups to Romania, guys. And uh, Kuwait, of course, our boys over in Kuwait. Uh, we've been charting at iTunes in all those countries. So I just want to send a shout-out to everybody listening over there. We love you guys. We see you guys. Thank you so much. Stick around if you can. And... You know, I was a guest on Superhero Speak last week. It was one of our good friends. Uh, they are in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network with us. I was on episode 409 where myself, Dave, and JD talked a bunch of movie news. Um, that's available on YouTube and on podcast apps. So check it out if you want to watch it or listen to it. You can do either or. Uh, I'm going to be on Fans on Patrol next week. <laughs> Jeez. So... Check out Fans on Patrol next week. I'll be on there. And what you should do before you listen to it is watch Psycho Goreman, which is one of my favorite movies of the year. And it is on Shudder now. If you have the Shudder app, Psycho Goreman is on there and it's free if you're a Shudder subscriber. So please watch that movie. It's amazing. It's one of the best movies of the year. And you should definitely check it out. But that is going to do it, my friends, for episode number 355 of the So Wizard podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts have been the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. So long and thanks for all the fish. Oh, I thought you were going to screech like the uh, zombie. (laughs) 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 And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Easy breezy uh, lemon squeezy. Uh, Everybody have a good week, Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week when we take on A Quiet Place 2, Electric Boogaloo. Good journey.